This is a production of Cornell University. Welcome to Turf Talk, a production of Cornell University's Turfgrass program, presented in partnership with Winfield United. I'm Frank Rossi. And I'm Carl Scamenti. Frank, we're staring here looking at about one to three inches of snow in Ithaca, New York. Uh, we always start this podcast off talking about the weather and forecast going forward. What does that look like here? I tell you, Carl, the spring of 2018 will be remembered for among the oddest weather patterns we've ever seen. We've heard nothing but snowfall and cold conditions and frustrated crew members and slow to recover turf. And so it has been a very slow spring. I think a lot of guys confused about, you know, looking at their calendar, seeing what they normally do at this time of year Mm -hmm. and seeing where they are this year, Uh, especially, you know, with with climate change and how typically warmer things are, uh, the earlier springs are. I, I do think this is really a conundrum for many of us in the turf business. You know, he's sort of ramping up, ready to go, and, and just not ready to do it. But there are a few conditions where guys are able to move things along. Yeah, and a lot of people who are seeing slow growth early in the year, they're not seeing a green up. Uh, you've been around to the Midwest. You've been around at field days here. What are you seeing from, from places that have set themselves up well? What have they done? maybe at the end of last year to get themselves. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that's where it starts for, for really good spring conditions. It starts with really good fall work. Now Mm -hmm. the classic old fashioned way to do it that a lot of guys still do is a heavy top dressing towards the end of the season, Uh, letting the grass grow through the crowns, letting the grass grow through the sand, warming that system. The sand uh, attracts some heat to it. And now that's uh, causing some warmings and also a little bit of protection. Now, of course, there has been research that's been conducted on late sand top dressing to see, you know, if it helps with winter damage. And there really hasn't been anything conclusive that you're going to get less winter damage. But there is some evidence that late sand top dressing will provide uh, some early spring green up. Now, the other way to go that a lot of guys go, particularly as you go further north, Uh, a variety of different covers, right? They'll use uh, impermeable covers where ice and snow are a real risk. So we're seeing a lot of impermeable covers begin to be removed now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's always a tricky thing because they've warmed up and gotten growing underneath those covers. They get a little lush. And if you wake up to 25 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, you, you all of a sudden have some setback turf that's really significantly injured. So covers, whether they're permeable or impermeable, are a little bit of a, you got to play the game there. Obviously, the beauty of covers is if they get the heat to the system, the beauty is that they trap that heat, right? The covers are keeping that heat in the soil longer. That's allowing things to get going. Now, of course, as I said, there's a big risk to that. And the more modern approach to really getting things going is uh, in the fall, putting a pigmented product. Some people use straight pigments, other using pigmented products like Civitas or Trinity, some of the bare products that have stress guard in them. Mm-hmm. Those pigments do persist through the winter. Civitas was just shown in a recent study to persist the greatest. And then as that persists, it allows the turf to be greener in the spring allows it to be more receptive to another 
pigment application. And again, that can be any copper-based pigment application that draws even more heat to it. And we see pigment sometimes drawing heat on a sunny day, five to 10 degrees Fahrenheit warmer. And so that's really going to accelerate things, Carl, uh, ahead of what other guys who are not using any of those strategies might be finding now. Yeah. So you're talking about drawing heat and you can start looking at growing degree days. And you know, up until yesterday when we got this big snow, it was looking pretty good for proxy or embark timing of, of seed head suppression here in the north. But now we've got this snow and it's kind of another stop. What are your thoughts on how we're going to handle that going forward? The annual bluegrass seed head suppression discussion is one that's, I think, an important discussion for our industry who grow annual bluegrass because the evidence is clear that if you really have committed to growing annual bluegrass and you're doing your best to prevent it from winter damage and you're looking at the Rutgers research, the BMPs for anthracnose, you've committed to annual bluegrass, you should be suppressing seed heads. Now, Embark is just about done. They are not making it anymore. Uh, so most people are moving towards proxy. And the latest development, as we've talked about on our turf talk in the past, are the fall applications, sort of pioneered by Sean Askew at Virginia Tech, applying it later in the season with your uh, snow mold program at that time. And then that's locking in seed head suppression, where then the follow-up spring applications are important but less critical. You're still going to get good seed head suppression. So as you said, the, the sort of you know fluctuating snow, cold temperatures, when should I apply the proxy, I would say at least give it a little bit of chance to get going. If it looks like it's greening up, maybe you've put a mow on it once, uh, a single application of proxy could be well-timed. You should follow your growing degree day timers, whether you're using growing degree day tracker or ours at the Cornell Forecast website. There's a lot of tools you can use, but the key is to get that fall app down. Now, if you didn't get that fall app down, then you better time your first apps to those growing degree day timers. But when you use proxy, you will see a yellow flash. Mm -hmm. You will see some phytotoxicity. If you're getting cold, snowy, wet, 40-degree temperatures, that flash could persist, could be more dramatic. I doubt you're going to kill the turf. I certainly wouldn't put anything else in the tank other than maybe a colorant to help with the flashing. And Civitas, again, has been shown to be fairly effective for reducing that. So it is a little bit of a fickle thing, Carl, but I think... For those guys that didn't do the fall app, I would strongly encourage them to consider that for next year. It makes this goofy timing in the spring a little less critical, but but still important. Yeah. And then the last thing we may want to address today is getting some soil work done early in the season. And soils are still, they're still cold. We're, we're still not even breaking into the 40s sometimes, one or two inch. So uh, what are your thoughts on when people should start to try and get that work done? Well, you know, so much of the any work that you're doing is going to be dependent on how well the soil can handle that traffic. And, you know, if your soil is saturated and really wet and even your feet are making an impressions, I wouldn't go anywhere near those soils. If you have a firm surface, the first thing I would do is roll it. I think firming these surfaces, we had a lot of frost heaving this past year because of the open conditions that we had throughout the winter time. And that frost heaving, it provides that natural aerification. And so the light smoothing with the roller uh, would be critical at this time. A lot of people are anxiously working the soil and getting it set up. 
And I and I while I think it's important, especially if you have had infiltration problems or drainage problems. Again, I, I think to a certain extent, if you're sandy, I, I would avoid any aggressive practices at this time because at the end of the day, you need that turf to recover. If people want to play some golf and you're, you know, you're sort of tearing it up now, I know they're not expecting Augusta National conditions at this time, but they certainly are expecting a halfway decent roll. So at this stage of the game, I certainly recommend rolling. Now, that's all predicated on two caveats. One is you have to have a real sand-based system, a good sand-based system to take advantage of rolling. If you have a regular native soil, I'm only looking for a light firming. And then once we start getting going, if you can make some holes and cause some shattering, had the pleasure of seeing a Air 2G2 work on some native soils out in Milwaukee uh, and some native soils in, in upstate New York just recently. People are purchasing those tools on their own now and using it as a non-destructive form of uh, shattering the soil. Now you want to be careful. You you know you, the research has shown it is a benefit, but there also can be some root damage. This time of year, you can probably get away with it because the roots are growing like crazy. So in general, just like everything else we're talking about, Carl, caution is the key. You know, if you see something that looks like my, I don't think this is a good idea. It's probably not a good idea, right? And I and I think until we get really good growing conditions, we're still in a bit of a holding pattern. So people are really itching ready to go now, but uh, again, you have to be prudent in, in your decisions. And, and of course, pay attention to what's going on on Twitter. A lot of guys are talking, yeah. you know, what they're doing, and, and I sometimes see it and say, I don't know if I'd be doing that. So mm -hmm. we want to remind folks to keep abreast of what some of the leaders in the industry are doing. We use the Twitter platform for making that information available, and we're really hoping that you all make Turf Talk a part of your regular routine every week during the growing season. Well, that wraps up week two of Turf Talk, presented in partnership with Winfield United. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cornell Turf. Here's to hoping next week feels a little more like spring. This has been a production of Cornell University, on the web at cornell.edu.